When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Three Portlands. Much of the events that occur in the SCP universe follow a similar pattern. An anomaly makes an appearance, the SCP Foundation becomes aware of the anomaly, and more often than not, they contain said anomaly. While there are a large number of paranatural humans or humanoids contained by the Foundation, it makes you wonder how many are not contained. Surely not every anomalous, sapient creature makes itself aware to the Foundation, and sometimes perhaps they manage to evade Foundation capture. The place I'll be discussing today is one where anomalous entities can live in relative peace and harmony, separated from the rest of humanity, but not hunted down by the Foundation. Three Portlands is a little different than a lot of other SCP concepts, and perhaps it's more than a little reminiscent of things like the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, but that's just part of what makes the SCP universe so interesting. Three Portlands is currently entirely made up of various tales, with no actual SCP articles, but this video will just be looking at the area itself. In short, Three Portlands is an extra-dimensional space that exists outside of our normal universe, roughly 70 square kilometers in size. It is accessible through multiple portals, or ways, found in Portland, Oregon, Portland, Maine, and the Isle of Portland in the UK, thus Three Portlands. It's believed to have been first created sometime after the incorporation of Portland, Oregon in 1851, probably in the 1880s. Exactly who or what formed the extra-dimensional space, and for what purpose, is unknown. But it was already populated by the end of the 19th century, and in 1905, the British Occult Service negotiated the usage of Three Portlands to house Xi refugees from the collapsing kingdom of Avalon. The specifics of these Xi entities are unclear as far as the SCP universe is concerned, but the E-Xi are creatures from Irish and Scottish mythology, commonly referred to as fairies, or elves. The Xi that ended up staying in Three Portlands would greatly influence its future development, as the British Occult Service got caught up with earthly matters, leaving the residents of Three Portlands to govern themselves. The principal entity of Three Portlands is known as a Genius Loki, basically a protective spirit inherently tied to its existence. This spirit is sentient, as the BOS had negotiated with it to allow for the refugees, and they continued under the belief that the Genius Loki controlled the city, despite the formation of a city council by the residents. In 1922, however, the city council made an amendment to their city charter proclaiming that the genius Loki is officially the mayor of Three Portlands. In practice, the mayor rarely participates in decisions made by the council, and the council does not often even communicate with the mayor, leading many citizens to believe that the mayor doesn't even exist. 
Without any sort of policing agents within the city, however, paranormal criminals began using Three Portlands as a safe haven to evade earthly authorities, particularly U.S. custom agents, who were unaware of the existence of the city. Eventually, the BOS returned their attention to Three Portlands, realizing the importance of concealing its existence from other paranatural organizations. Despite their efforts, however, the U.S. government became aware of Three Portlands in 1929, after Prohibition agents tracked a bootlegging group known as the Chicago Spirit to the city. The situation was concealed and handed over to the Bureau of Investigation, directed at the time by J. Edgar Hoover. Hoover pretty much went to war with the people of Three Portlands, launching numerous raids into the city, eventually culminating in a firefight between U.S. agents and the city council. Afterwards, Hoover blocked off all portals leading in or out of the city, arresting anyone who attempted to use them. This siege lasted for two months, until the U.S. president negotiated with the council to allow them their autonomy. But in return, U.S. federal agents would be allowed to operate within three Portlands to a limited degree. The city council agreed out of fear of a full-scale war, despite protests from many of the city's residents. The British didn't really care for this arrangement, as they weren't too keen on three Portlands remaining autonomous, and they also didn't want U.S. agents poking around. With the Seventh Occult War breaking out in 1939, the British Occult Service abandoned their claim to Three Portlands to the FBI's Unusual Incidents Unit in exchange for some wartime concessions. The Seventh Occult War coincided with World War II, as Axis occultists fought against the precursors to the Global Occult Initiative. Three Portlands would be used to transport supplies and personnel between North America and Britain, and so eventually the city came under attack from Nazi occult forces. Thanks to combined efforts of the UIU, the BOS, and citizens of the city, the attack was repelled. After the war, as more paranatural organizations came into existence, and more efforts were made by various governments to conceal the paranormal from the public, more and more anomalous entities were forced out of urban areas. Many of the entities found refuge in Three Portlands, and in 1956, Prometheus Laboratories began using the city for their parascientific research. Things went pretty smoothly for Three Portlands after that, with the UIU and the GOC both letting the city retain most of their autonomy, and both working to conceal the city's existence, primarily from the group they considered the greatest threat to Three Portlands' autonomy, the SCP Foundation. Although the UIU is often looked at as an incompetent organization, it's quite impressive that they managed to conceal Three Portlands from the Foundation until 1970. Because of this, the UIU were seen quite favorably by many Three Portlands residents, and a number of them would join the UIU as irregular agents. Despite the fears associated with the Foundation, though, Three Portlands continued to exist much as it had been. The paratech industry continued to grow in the city for some time, until the GOC decided they wanted a bit more oversight into what was going on in that field, so they formed their own free port called Yurtech, where paranormal companies could develop technology sponsored by the GOC. 
In the wake of the Cold War, with the GOC bailing out a number of paratech companies in Eurotech from bankruptcy, the waning paratech industry in Three Portlands effectively collapsed. At the same time, a group known as the Lighthouse Mafia grew to prominence for their illegal smuggling of paratech through Three Portlands. Things began to recover for Three Portlands around 2000, when a native citizen named Vincent Anderson started a company known as Anderson Robotics. Anderson Robotics became one of the most successful paratech companies, and Anderson made a number of generous contributions to the city. Since Anderson was well-loved by the people of Three Portlands, he knew he could circumvent and eventually disregard a number of restrictions on paratech development without the UIU acting against him. Due to the laws in place that only the UIU have overarching criminal jurisdiction in Three Portlands, the Foundation couldn't do much against Anderson either. This changed in 2018, however, when it was discovered that Anderson had used androids to infiltrate the U.S. government. An arrest warrant was issued, and Anderson disappeared, although his company still continued to run. In 2024, Anderson was finally captured by a joint task force between the Foundation and the UIU during a raid on the Anderson Robotics headquarters in downtown Three Portlands. The overt action led to a sharp decline in the UIU's popularity amongst the residents. That about covers it for the broad topic of Three Portlands history, so let's move on to talking more about the city itself. Due to the formation of the pocket universe where Three Portlands is located, it's possible to see any point of the city from any other point, making it extremely disorienting for newcomers. There are no natural astronomical or meteorological events in the city, but the mayor, the genius Loki that controls Three Portlands, somehow provides a day-night cycle and various weather events. The sun position is roughly linked to Portland, Maine, and the weather, generally rain, emulates the current weather of the three Portland regions on Earth. Most curiously, the ground surface of the city constantly expands away from the city center at a typically imperceptible rate. Additionally, approximately three miles from the city center in all directions is an impassable, invisible barrier placed by the mayor. The ground continues past it for a while, until it eventually degrades into the nothingness of unspace. The barrier therefore marks the outer edge of the city, but buildings are continually, albeit slowly, pushed out of this barrier. This limits the maximum size of the city, as well as forcing inhabitants to continue to construct new buildings. There are some structures that are anchored in place, however, and do not move along with the other buildings, creating other problems in regards to street grids and the ground surface. Most of these anchored buildings were created by the mayor, although some have been created by certain residents. The city center is a large anchor point from which the expansion stretches outwards, and so it's the location of various government buildings. The immediate space around it is devoted to a public park, due to being the most affected by the expansion. Other anchor regions include Prometheus Plaza, Memorial Park, and the campus for the International Center for the Study of Unified Thaumatology. 
Although the UIU are responsible for any criminal investigations within the city, Three Portlands does have their own local police department, consisting of a small number of officers, supplemented by volunteers, and security golems. Their primary focus is on crime prevention, community outreach, event security, and assisting the UIU when necessary. The city itself is arranged along a polar grid, with a number of concentric rings of streets at irregular intervals spread out from the city center. Since these roads are not designed for motor vehicles, the city council maintains a ban on personal automobiles and heavy vehicles, with only a few exemptions. Several cab companies instead operate auto rickshaws, which are capable of navigating through Three Portland's narrow streets. There is also a mass transit system based on trolleys that run along all the major streets, which are free to use for anyone except for members of the UIU, who have to pay $20 a month. This money apparently goes to the J. Edgar Hoover Defamation Fund. Speaking of currency, there is no local currency for Three Portlands, so instead most business is conducted using the US dollar and the British pound sterling. The barter system is also alive and well in the city, but often involves something called a GIAS contract. There are some specific details associated with it, but basically it's a limited form of mind control that forces an individual to follow through on a contract. This ensures that a deal properly goes through, but due to its potential for abuse, there have been calls for the outlawing of GIAS contracts. Water and electricity are all provided to the city by the mayor, but communication networks are not, making them a bit rougher around the edges. There is a citywide intranet that is not connected to the global internet, allowing for open communication between residents. This intranet has its own forms of social media, the most popular being Void, a local clone of Twitter. Prometheus Labs was responsible for providing connections to the global internet, and after the company's breakup, the city purchased a 50% stake in the subsidiary responsible for the internet connections, turning it into a municipal ISP. Outgoing internet traffic is required to pass through UIU filters to make sure the global public doesn't learn anything they shouldn't, which slows things down. I mentioned security golems before, as artificially created golems comprise almost the entire labor force in Three Portlands. The local golem makers union, Golemancy United, maintains significant political and economic power in the city because of this. Golems are involved in manufacturing, construction, sanitation, and transit allowing many residents to pursue creative and scientific endeavors in lieu of working. This, of course, has led to widespread unemployment across the city, as Golemancy United has fought to put off any ordinances about restricting the number of golems a company can employ. This is why the paratech industry is so prominent in Three Portlands, as golems can't handle the sensitive manufacturing of paranatural technology. There is a large number of venture capital-funded startups throughout the city, most failing within the first few months. As for education, there is no public school system within Three Portlands, as citizens have feared that either the local government 
or perhaps other governments could use it for indoctrination. Most non-humans within the city utilize community schools, as the human population has the option of enrolling in one of the earthly Portland schools, a practice discouraged by the UIU. Homeschooling is of course also popular, and there are a handful of private for-profit schools. Three Portland's Community College is the largest university in the city, open to all Portland's residents, and offering two- and four-year degree programs in both mundane and paranormal fields. It's not considered an occult college, though, due to only teaching introductory-level thaumatology. The largest occult college is the Three Portland's branch of the International Center for the Study of Unified Thaumatology, which offers extended degree programs focusing on advanced occult studies. ICSUT Portland's has the highest levels of enrollment of any ICSUT campus, attracting students from across the globe. It also receives a large share of the GOC's research contracts, partners with local companies on major research projects, and employs a large number of the city's residents. As for the residents themselves, about 80,000 people permanently reside in the city, as calculated by the UIU, but a number of people pass through the city every day. As many as 2,000 live in one of the adjacent Portlands on Earth, and commute to three Portlands for work each day, and many more travel to the city occasionally for supplies and services. Samples of the population asked about their nationality show that the majority are American or native to Three Portlands, a small percentage being British or she, and some of them coming from elsewhere, or instead declaring that nations aren't real. As for species, about 80% of the population is either human or parahuman, including cyborgs, psychics, minor reality benders, biologically modified, or shapeshifters. 13% are she, 3% are ghosts, and the rest are either intelligent animals, amorphous shapeshifters, spirits, major reality benders, or conceptual entities. Individual expression and liberty is highly valued among the residents, most of them distrustful of authority. Almost half of them identify as having no religious affiliation, although only 5% identify as atheists, and 3% identify as anti-theists, individuals that believe in one or more gods and possess a desire to destroy them. The largest conventional religion is Shi Ancestor Veneration, with about 12% of the population, and Maxwellism, a branch of the Church of the Broken God, with 11%. I think after hearing about Three Portlands, you probably either like it or hate it. You can either see the fun potential of such a place existing in the SCP universe, and its similarities to the Wizarding World or Sigil from Planescape, or you might think such a city has no place in the SCP universe. The beauty of SCP, of course, is that you can very easily take or leave any part of it. Personally, I enjoy little pockets of imagination such as Three Portlands, a place where nothing really overtly horrific or unimaginable might happen, but is ripe for anomalous tales.